From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Could you imagine showing up to work, you know, on a Tuesday morning, prepared to put your pads on and go through the wall for your team, and you're told by the coaching staff, guys, there is no more games this weekend. Uh, we're not going to play, and we don't have jobs anymore. And that's basically what happened to the Alliance League of American Football today. Uh, teams and players did show up for work this morning, and they were told to go home because the league, after just eight weeks in operation, has ceased operations. Bill Polian, he's one of the co-founders. He says he's extremely disappointed. He says it's only about the money. That's all. You know, he thought they had a good business plan in place. I want to give Jim Barker credit. Jim Barker, on these airwaves back in December, we brought Jim Barker on to talk a little bit about, you know, the Alliance League and if it would have an impact on the Canadian Football League. Jim Barker, well, he had this premonition, and and he was bang on. The Alliance League is, they're the first ones up. Um, I'm still not sold that that league is going to... I actually interviewed for a job in that league, and I'm not positive that league's going to be able to make it. It is It is the only thing that they have going... The big thing they have going for them is Bill Polian's relationship with Roger Goodell. And the NFL does want uh, some type of a feeder league. The whole end play for the Alliance is to become basically owned by the NFL. Yeah, and and obviously that never happened. You know, Tom Dundon, he lost $70 million over the last couple of weeks. He pulled the plug on his funding today, and he claims if the players' union is not going to give young players, we can't be a development league, and that's why the majority owner pulled the plug today. Well, I wanted to follow up on those comments from Jim Barker. It's a real pleasure tonight on Sports Talk with Jock to welcome back the football operations consultant for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, uh, Jim Barker joining us tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. Do you remember making those comments, Jim? I certainly do. <laughs> yeah. It's a sad day. It I is mean, a sad day, really. It, it is. Coaching yeah. in that league. And when we got, when the XFL disbanded, Vince McMahon, I believe, even back then, had a plan that he was going, he wanted to come back someday. And he didn't want to leave a bitter taste in football people's mouths. And he paid us for a full year full benefits i think these guys it might be cold turkey you have a paycheck one week and you don't have anything the next and that's that's sad you know you you think about the players well they had a chance to show what they can do and maybe but there's a lot of jonathan heimbach's a great example who was with me in calgary and you know he went down and worked with mike riley and he's got you know young boys and he's got a family and depends on it and they just pulled the rug out I mean, it, it's they're dealing with people's lives here. And from the mm-hmm. beginning, the problem with that league was a business plan. If you're counting on the NFL and you start a league with the idea of well, if we could just show them seven or eight weeks, they'll buy it. Why would they? Why would they not just let you crumble? They could if they wanted to do that, they could do that on their own. Right. But for a lot of reasons, they don't. And. You know, the insurance issues with what what the alliance was asking for, they were asking for basically players under contract in the NFL to play in their league to develop. And, you know, I mean, 
obviously that was not Bill Polian's recommendation, but that was the guy who came in and bought it. So it's a sad day for yeah. football people. I it's just it's never never good to see guys lose jobs. So let me ask you this, Jim. As an American, you know, will will Americans support spring football after an NFL season or or will they support a development league, you know, in general? Because as far as I'm concerned, the NFL's got it great because they've got the NCAA. That is truly their development league because you got players, you know, twenty two, twenty three coming out of that league and they and they're ready for the NFL. There's two ways it could work. One is to have $500 million in the bank and know it's going to take you three years to establish yourself and not count on television or, or gate and play your league. And the Alliance League actually had developed a little bit of a following, and the games were somewhat interesting but people weren't going to pay to go watch mike Bercovici or garrett gilbert mm-hmm. play quarterback they just that that wasn't there wasn't players with with star power and it takes time to develop that well they, they were paying 10 million dollars a week uh just in in fees of flying people around and all those it was a Bill Polian can say they had a really good business plan, but the business plan was poor. And I, I felt that back when I interviewed for the job. I felt it was a it was a poor business plan when they don't have exact times on when people are going to get paid and and how much money they have and who their investors are. And, you know, when you can't answer questions like that, it's a, it's a tough league. So to answer your question, I would say, I believe it could happen, but it's going to take somebody with a lot of money, and it's going to take three, four years to get the thing going um, with what, like what the XFL is doing. I do believe that does have a chance. The second thing um, that's a possibility is what Don Yee's trying to do in L.A., which is to start a league for kids right out of high school or in their first or second year of college. Once they get to their third year of college when they're NFL eligible, they would no longer be eligible for this league. So they would go take a guy like Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, who is the top quarterback in the country right now. He's going to play 14 games this next year at Clemson if he stays healthy and 14, 28 games in the next two years. And he can't really improve what he is. All he could do is, go backwards right if he was to take and leave clemson and those two years of all those fans and the college experience that and go and train to be an nfl quarterback i mean we can talk about the college education and things like that and don yee's league they're going to they're going to give them it's going to be kind of modeled after junior hockey where they're going to give them money for education once they go back, but they're going to get paid to come and learn how to play in the NFL. They're going to play eight game seasons. So in two years, instead of playing 28 games, you know, they're playing, you know, they're playing 16 games Mm. and their bodies are going to be better. They're going to be more prepared to play in the NFL, which is where they're going to make their living. This, this, so he wants to take, uh, that's a true developmental league. Now, he's going up against the NCAA and whether there's enough money to make that happen. I think that kind of thing also has a chance. Interesting. What what, what they were doing with the Alliance League, I just, it, to, to bank on the NFL buying it, 
I mean, I think the Don Yee League, that could very well happen, but it also might not. And that league is not getting off the ground if they don't have over $100 million in the bank. And you just can't survive for less than that. I, when I was in the XFL, Vince McMahon ended up losing around $140 million. Mm. And that's, you just have to be willing to do that and have the, the money behind it. The guy who bought the Alliance League, this is kind of an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rumor, and again, they're just rumors and things you hear, Okay, that his big interest in that was in the, the gambling, the mobile gambling that the Alliance was playing with. They were playing with a concept where if you were in the stadium, you could gamble on pass or run on yards gained on will they get a first down or not get a first down will they score on this drive right, right. you could real-time gamble if you were at the game and that was eventually what was going to fill the stadiums he had an interest in that whole platform and a lot of people said that's why he went in was to get the rights to that all along that it wasn't about i mean i just can't believe bill polian went into this believing that the NFL would buy it and put all these people's lives and careers in jeopardy. Like, I just can't believe yeah. that that happened. It, so. it, it is intriguing because, you know, I, I must admit, I only watched a couple of games. I, I watched early and, and, I, and I, it didn't it didn't intrigue me. It didn't catch me a, right. as a viewer. But I but I, but I've had a lot of listeners call in and, and text in and say, hey, they watch it on YouTube. They you know, they were they able to do the live chat and the live streaming and, and some of the things that you're talking about. And they thought that was kind of cool. So, you know, maybe maybe there was a niche there. Maybe that's something that other people will uh, will certainly look at. But let, let me ask you this, Jim. And Jim sure. Barker's our special guest here. He's a football operations consultant with Hamilton Tiger Cats. I, I, when I reached out to you earlier today, I said, you know, what ramifications will this have for the Canadian Football League? Uh, so in your current position, are, are you getting a lot of people, you know, from the XFL now, you know, ringing your phone and, and saying, hey, you know, are there opportunities in Canada? Because today was a crazy day. Was it? The CFL. Yeah. The, the uh, status reports that came out were loaded. Every team dropping six and seven players and adding six or seven players and every team, you know, I was down there for three weeks. Uh, I know Brendan Mahoney was down there for a while. Um, I, I saw him for, for Calgary. So every team had people down there and you had your list ready that if they folded, these are the players that we would have an interest in. And as soon as it happened today, I mean, you had to be fast because we lost two players to another team that had just beat us to the call. Is that right? So it was a it was a crazy day in the CFL and personnel offices across the uh, across the league. I think everybody was prepared for it, but it was still a crazy day. And I believe you'll probably end up seeing maybe twenty players that were in that league. That league was made up. A lot of the players in it, they were trying to call themselves the developmental league. But a lot of their better players, Garrett Gilbert, he's a you know five-year NFL veteran. And they're not going back to, most likely not going back to the NFL. They brought them to the league to improve the quality of play. Because without good quarterback play, nobody's going to want to play, want to watch it. So, um, you know, I, in terms of, of players that, wanting to go back to the NFL, There'll be some that do, but there's going to be more that don't. And 
though they're in shape, they're ready to go. We go to training camp. It's hard to believe in five weeks, and because uh, everything starts earlier, five or six weeks, mm-hmm. everything starts earlier this year. So these players will be in shape, and they'll be able to come in and compete. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in terms of signings. When you sign players, it means players have to get cut. So <laughs> there's going to be a, a lot of players that have been signed that potentially could get let go once these new players decide whether they're going to come or not. So, so those were neglist players that you, you're sort of putting players off the neglist and putting them on the neglist because you know a guy, Correct. yeah. So a guy like Ciante Evans, who obviously was with the Stampeders last year, he's still a free agent. He can sign with anybody, right? Correct. Yeah, veterans can go anywhere. Right. So Ciante, he can go anywhere. He can go to whoever has money left after the free agents frenzy and the quarterback, <laughs> the quarterbacks taking all the money. If there's anything left, it'll be left for these guys. Ciante's a, a good example of a player who he'll be a free agent. He can go to the highest bidder. Right. But there's going to be uh, the negligent players or players who have never played in the league, and every team has 35 of them. And you can, and like I say, I would say five or six teams made at least five changes on their necklace, meaning took players off and added players that got, that were in the uh, Alliance. Yeah. Well, you, you know, it's interesting because we saw that after the demise of the XFL, you were a part of it, Jim, because you know, you came to Canada, I, I, a guy that comes to my mind, like Jermaine Copeland, you know, he came from the yep. XFL to Canada. So we're going to yeah, see we had a lot of, them. yeah, exactly. We had a lot of Saladin McCullough came from the XFL. Uh, there was a, there was, there, Noel Prefontaine was with us in the XFL. And so there was a lot of movement from the XFL up to this league. And like you say, Jermaine Copeland, some really good players came, John Avery right. came from that league to this league. So I think the CFL is going to benefit greatly from it. There were some really good players in that league that will want to keep playing. Will Some will say, let's just wait, see if the NFL happens. If it doesn't, I can always go to the XFL. But, um, but more, I believe more will have an interest in going mm-hmm. in coming to Canada. So, you know, we'll see. It's going to be very interesting. You know, the dollar doesn't help us right now. No. But, uh, you know, that's what, that's what people don't understand the kind of recruiting that has to happen to get players you know, to to choose to come up here and, you know, especially for the first time when they're making close to the minimum and when you convert it into U.S. dollars, it's it's difficult, especially people with families. Yeah, and, and I guess, you know, the players, you know, they, they might get another opportunity, as you say, in Canada, maybe with the NFL, you know, maybe with the XFL, but the coaches, you know, you're, you're, you're out of a paycheck right now. The coach, you know, may, maybe there's an OC job open in Ottawa, but other than that, I think most uh, coaching staffs are pretty full in, in Canada. Well, and that's the thing that when, they, when, when the XFL, when Vince McMahon dropped the league, the XFL and let us all go in May. You can't go get a job in May. No. It's, it's very difficult. The fact that Ottawa job opened up, you know, that's rare that something like that happens. Um, but, you know, Jamie wasn't allowed the chance to go to Saskatchewan. There was just a lot of things behind him leaving. And that's going to happen more and more often if one of these leagues makes it. But you're right. Now you have a whole bunch of coaches out there looking for jobs. A lot of those guys were retired guys, the Steve Spurrier, Mike Martz, and 
you know, Mike Riley left the job at Oregon State to go there. But a lot of them were retired and not working anyway. But there's okay. young guys like Jonathan Heimbach and young guys trying to to move their way up uh, that are now left with nothing in May. So they're going to be basically looking to get scouting jobs or whatever they can. Mm. Wow, it's it's never ending in in your world, Jim. And I certainly, as always, appreciate your insight. And you got to be careful the jobs you choose to take and the jobs you don't. <laughs> it's so true. But but you're still convinced the XFL has a pretty good plan the second time around with the reboot. I do think it has nothing to do with any kind of. I think what Oliver Luck is trying to do, they're they're going to be a football league, which they didn't know what they wanted to be when I was in it. They went to our quarterback and wanted him to have an affair with cheerleaders, and <laughs> they wanted to make it like wrestling, and they couldn't do that. No, no. So now they know they want to be a football league. They're hiring good football people, and they're going to. You know, um, Oliver Luck is going to do it. They're going to try to. They're not going to try to supply players to the NFL. That might happen in the process, but they're going to try to do things differently. They're going to try to, I'm not going to say reinvent the game, but you're going to see different rules. The Alliance, the rule they had, the thing of no kickoffs, I, I was totally sold. To me, the flow of the game was way better. Okay. Uh, it was the end of the game when they with the onside try instead of an onside kick because they had no kickoffs. They did an onside try, which was put the ball's 28-yard line, and it's fourth and 12. In our league, it would be third and 12. And if you make it and get it to the 40, then it's your ball. You keep going. If you don't, the other team gets the ball right there. Hmm. Yeah. Now that created some excitement exactly and and say you know and and that's what development leagues are good if you can try some of those things if they work you know you can incorporate them into the into the big game unfortunately we're out of time i really appreciate your time as always jim and uh, good luck with the hamilton tiger cats this year all right jock thank you you betcha jim barker he is now a consultant with the hamilton tiger cats and uh, obviously has his uh, finger on the pulse uh, Always, and what a crazy day, eh? You know, every single team in the Canadian Football League, either five or six players off their neg list, five or six players on their neg list. That's what kind of day it was for personnel people today. This is Sports Talk with Jock.